listening to Science Boobies, culturally insensitive quantum physics and space-time stuff. With your hosts, Jen and Brian, you can find us on scienceboobies.com. That's right, boobies. Welcome to Science Boobies, where the laughs are fake and the boobies are real. We are the only people on the internet who can afford to have such a name and still come up at the very cusp of intellectual cutting edge discoveries. Because why? Because fuck you. I'm your host, Jen, and this is my co-host, Brian. Hi, Jen. Nice of you to join me this week. I know. Isn't it great out? Yeah. So I hear you've been dying to talk about some political stuff this week, and normally I don't want to hear you talk about political stuff because it's just really grating on my nerves. But we'll just um, – I'll take some uh, Xanax and Benadryl this week, and we'll just let you go for it. So. You'll pad the pamperin with a Xanax and a – what is it? <laughs> Xanax. The Xanax, and, the Xanax and Prozac, and I'll take some birth control pills and, and some, uh, some Pinot Noir, so I'll be able to okay, handle your so- rantings. Everybody wants to say conspiracy theorists are terrible, right? Or just so badass and non compliant. Mm-hmm. You and, are. Uh, sorry? You are badass and you are nonconformist. Oh, I'm I'm really actually very conformist. I'm just doing this out of necessity. Okay. Here's the deal. Okay, we've gone so myopically retardedly towards the left that now people who are like who would have been considered neutral are being considered far right so it's it's a recalibration except it's a false recalibration so so if you think of it as like you know going in one direction and then it sort of changed direction in the 60s with the hippies and everything and like social awareness yeah. it's got to change direction again now right okay whatever you say so how far it changes direction now has to do with how much of it how much of impact is is given to the base structure in this moment now, right? If it's just like a little tiny lazy fart revolution or is it like a kick you in the face 50,000 times with a nonstop barrage of denigrating insults on my Facebook since I got in the media, then yeah. It's so, just hey, because I want to reset the dial because it's gone speaking, in. It's like I don't want to go halfway back. I want to go a thousand percent out in the other direction so that people get some perspective and then come back to some semblance of, you know, not pissing me off every single person that I talk to. Okay. And with that, I'm going to try to figure out what you just said. Um, Speaking of Facebook, um, uh, you told me you got booted from a group or something like that. Uh, Please, please share. drama. Are you seriously? Well, the guy didn't understand what a scientific theory was. So you were in charge. You were, Part of this group on Facebook um, of like enlightened people, and, and and then they booted you out because you were you were too enlightened for them or something. <laughs> I don't want to say that. That sounds <laughs> that doesn't sound right. <laughs> so what happened? What, ha- what happened? So you posted something that they didn't like, or what? Well, the question was something along the lines of um, morality. Okay. And I just said I accept the four fold action model that I figured out could explain all the actions of the universe and the morality that's tacit to accepting reincarnation kind of boils down to do no harm and do maximal harm to destroy that which would 
harm your ability to do no harm. Okay, okay. Yeah, and then it turned into this big thing, and he just didn't like that my theory, he didn't think my theories were scientific. And I said, well, they make all the predictions. And he's like, can you predict how long it's going to take somebody to fall on the floor if I drop it? I'm like, why the hell would I figure that out? That's already been figured out for a while. <laughs> so this sounds like um, it sounds like a, a, a scientific culture clash. This sounds like like new science meets old science, and like you're using old science, and he's using new science, and and you outscienced him because your science is like ancient and, and eternal. Here's the deal. Everyone's a social justice warrior to me because of the enormous amount of Soviet propaganda that got ter- that got taken, unfortunately, by stupid women. Okay. As gospel truth. Gospel truth. Okay. And now they're damaged by their false ideology, and therefore are acting as any trauma victim would, which is to recreate the situation of traumatization with a hope to overcome it a better way the second time, which is makes sense if you're talking about like overcoming some fear about a monkey climbing a tree, right? But you know, I, I don't have a like, fear of a monkey climbing a tree. How does that relate to my everyday life, Jen? I don't understand. <laughs> if you're traumatized and you fail to transcend the trauma, you will re-enter the same situation in an attempt to, because your mind kind of seeks like, to regain a state of inner peace. And if it's arranged sufficiently much as in if you get, if you get indoctrinated with Marxist ideology, right. Right. You just become become a freak show. That's like a borderline psychopath. If someone's like Marxism is dumb tarted, you're like, Oh my God, you're the worst. Can you like, you mean an example of, of of a traumatic event, which I would then try to recreate that would cause me to, to relive it. <laughs> That's what you're talking Why about, right? Me, Brian. I feel like well, I've been talking way too much this show. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to figure out. Uh, you know, I'm trying to give you a, a little bit of, of latitude this week. I, I know that that it tends to take over when I'm on a roll. So, you ever notice how your friend or one of your guy friends always has the same type of girlfriend, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Like she, you know. She fucked you over, like why did you? But they don't see it, right? Yeah, exactly. Or yeah, because exactly. they're in this psychotic mode. It's a semi-psychotic mode. Like, like being psychotic is not. It's a continuum, which is kind of the scary part. It's like a slippery slope. Hey everyone, let's play a game. We'll call it "Get the fuck out of my face" if you can't use reason and logic. Well, you said uh, people bathed in political correctness. That literally sounds like hell to me. That sounds like. A place where, you know, the dumbest person would be super happy because no one would ever figure out how completely disgustingly stupid and hor- horrifically selfish they are. Would a person like that, like, sorry, would a person, would a person like that, like, uh, fall for those ads that banks have where it says, like, if you open up an account with us, we'll deposit five dollars into your account every every month, and they think that they're making five dollars, what they don't realize is they're getting screwed out of the five dollars somewhere else. Like, it's like if if they're in like uh, one of your Marxist countries, for instance, and and they get a free loaf of bread every week, but um, but then they walk outside to find the, the tires on their car missing once a month. 
You know, mm-hmm. they don't realize that that's the price they pay for the loaf of bread. I get it, I think. So I, did I just blow your mind? I think what you're trying to say is we need to get Russian people to come into the university classrooms and apologize for the Marxism. It's not their fault. They were just trying some new progressives. Um, think of it like a cultural exchange. You're telling me they wouldn't want to come here and have some fun? They would, but like, okay, so you you have a bunch of people in 1917 that are sick of like not eating, and so they have this revolution, and and they um, so they go a little too far. Shit happens, and then you have lines for bread and lines for toilet paper. That's how it ends, and then everything just fell apart from there. What do you, you think they're coming to lecture on? Because right now in Canada they're idealizing communism, which is retarded. So you get the Russians to come in, you know, everybody wins. It's like a nursing school and engineer double decker bus super. So what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do if you uh let's say that you know the the Russian visitors take over and, and they convince the, the the politicians to to turn That's already happened. Okay. Well like officially officially. Let's say what? uh m- Mr. Trudeau decides to officially make Canada a socialist country. And he says, all non-socialists have to leave. Will you leave Canada? That's a really interesting question. Thank you. I don't know. Or you can stay. Something that probably, you know, it's probably some people might think it's like a PG-13 type thing. Or you could stay, but you have to be like, you have to wear like a badge that says you're you're not a Marxist, like an orange star or something like that. I might have to become physically violent to the person who tries to impose that law on me. Yep. What if they say it's for your own good and you'll only get your food coupons if you wear that badge? I think you both, we both know that <laughs> I've been completely transcendentally accepting and aware of the possibility of cannibalism in this life since I was a very young teenager. It's pretty much all I thought about when I was a teenager. So, Really? Food lines please don't really please expand on that. Please expand on that. You, you, expand you're, you're on thinking about... people because of amount of stupid government Marxist bullshit that they do that ends up fucking everybody over and then causing bread lines. It ends one of two ways, with further consolidation of power or okay. by the existing power structure, right. or complete degeneracy, which arguably you could say would be engineered by the big banks, quote-unquote. But then it's like, is the system really so big that one individual person can take responsibility for it? Well, I don't know. That's or is the system into- too big for one person to save it? Well, someone's got to fucking try. Can right? you save it? You tell me. Well, no, you tell me. You're the smart one. You're the one with the physics degree. Can you save the system? Can I save the system? <clears throat> yeah. Do you turn it around? It depends what you mean by save it. Can you stop the tide that has turned Canada in, in, uh, into this kamikaze, like, socialist, like, like plane that's going to crash into, like, uh, you know, an aircraft carrier and blow up? I think I could improve it significantly. 
for sure. But, I don't know if I could change the course of humanity, but I've always yeah. enjoyed teaching, so I could definitely make like write textbooks on my new science stuff. And I don't even think it's that hard to understand, you know, as long as people just get past the initial part. I don't think yeah. it's that hard. Quantum physics is one part inspiration and two parts vodka. Line up those shots and let's save the universe. Speaking you? of that, well, speaking of that, I was going to say that for this week's show, considering, you know, the rate at which you're explaining complex, you know, um, melodramatic um, psychotronic diagrams in your head uh, via political systems intertwined with the pers- personal grudges against socialism, I'm going to propose a contest. <laughs> Sorry. I listen, listen, listen. I'm going to propose a contest if any uh, listeners out there to Science Boobies podcast can draw a flowchart that makes sense of everything Jen is saying on this show <laughs> and, and sends it to me at Brian at scienceboobies.com and Jen at scienceboobies.com. If you can send me a flowchart that actually explains what Jen's talking about, along with you know with, you know helpful diagrams and, and cheat sheets and visual aids and stuff. If you can do that, I will mail you a free Science Boobies t-shirt. We got a new t-shirt, Brian. Yes, we do. We have two designs now, everyone. Uh, if you go to scienceboobies.com, uh, you'll see um, a Gug t-shirt, a gay, um, gay Universal Gaylord, um, which everyone should strive uh, to attain that, that status. And also, we have a, the standard uh, Science Boobies logo t-shirt. So you got to wear them. Um, they'll make <laughs> They'll make it easy for you to use your uh, coupons that are expired at the grocery store, and um, you'll <laughs> always have something to wear for a friend's wedding without having to rent the tux. You can just wear a signed Phoebe's T-shirt. Um, oh, I forgot, Jen. I, I want to create a tradition. Um, I think we did it last week, um, but I want to continue with this week. Um, I want us to pray to Harambe um, for, for guidance in these trying times. Um, may I lead the prayer this week? I would be honored. All right. Now, I just want to remind everyone, uh, we're not praying for Harambe. We are praying to Harambe uh, because um, the chances of of a prayer to Harambe are actually marginally better uh, to be effective than any prayer to any deity like Jesus Christ or or Muhammad or anything like that because because, uh, to his credit, Harambe actually exists, um, which puts him, you know, pretty high up there among the deities. Um, plus, Harambe seems like a nice guy. He might actually want to intercede on our part um, via our prayers to the Creator God. So, um, where was I? Um, dear Harambe, um, oh, benevolent, um, furry creature of nature, um, woe that you have been struck down um, by, the, by the overseer's uh, bullet when you were simply trying to play with that little kid. Um, uh, yay, verily, we want to, you know, live the way you lived um, and, and throw our own feces and, and, and live in, a, in, in nature and not be bound by society's rules. Um, I think we all want to attain that status. Um, show us how, dear Harambe, uh, and grant us the strength uh, to overcome um, um, cultural Marxism and, um, and uh, millennials wearing skinny jeans that are trying to tell us what to do. Um, thank you, Harambe. Uh, please intercede on our behalf, um, uh, Jen and myself, and um, bless the show. Um, amen. What do you think? I think it's beautiful. I know it is, isn't it? got a tear in my eye. If Harambe were alive, he'd be blushing right now. N- never mind the fact that 
gorillas can't blush, I think he would anyway. Let us never be subverted by the most retarded of religions, nor the most obvious of inside jobs. I'd like to think that even if the average person isn't smart enough to figure those things out, that at least they should defer to the people that would tell them the truth. If people can't tell the difference, then maybe they don't deserve to live. And that's well, not a threat, kind of it's harsh. an inevitability. Um, who decides who can live and who can't, though? Oh, well, that would take someone of transcendental vision. Would this person of transcendental vision have to be super flexible and live in Canada by any chance? Yes, I think that's yes. <laughs> Hey, um, I meant to ask you, so when was the last time you had an all-out political brawl with your family during like a holiday dinner or something? Has that ever happened with you? Um, I don't think we ever had a political brawl. Like sitting around the Thanksgiving table or Boxing Day or whatever the hell you guys celebrate up there, um, eating, I don't know, uh, marmot or, or squirrel and cranberry sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever say something like, you know, pass the mashed potatoes, uh, Lennon was Your a murderer. Marxist commie? Marxist commie. By the way, Lennon was a murderer. Um, <laughs> and, and then you're... The point right is when you... Okay, every, every dictator is a murderer. Get it? Every dictator is a fucking murderer, okay? Now, the point is, who does the dictator kill? Does it kill the best people in society? The ones who are like, hey, wait a minute. Maybe we shouldn't censor freedom of speech because here's the thing about evil is it'll always find a way around what you put out there, no matter how good your intentions are. So is evil smarter than good is what you're saying? So we're fighting no, 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 evil's not smarter than good. Evil thinks evil's more powerful right now than good, but evil knows it's dumber than good because if, if it wasn't, it would be confronting good head on and it would win mm. and end up. Because the debate is always what makes it like, you know what I mean? Yeah. The old. This is like, uh, this is like free will versus God's plan debate that the Christians have. It's just a limited way of thinking. It's like if you're obsessing about Christianity and those religions, it's just like very. <clears throat> I've I've transcended that. I, I actually am only concerned with the nature of the universe and my daily travails. That's it. Okay. I get it. That's the micro and the macro of my day is, is what I'm going to eat for dinner and what is the purpose of the universe existing? So everything in between that is like, is like the meat and cheese in my transcendental sandwich. Well, given our macro state, this life evolving is pretty much inevitable. Well, because there's no mechanism to um, allow for the solar energy to be diffused. And since photons are actually they're like a thing, they just kind of pile up in the water. <clears throat> yeah, it's like um, solar energy being stored in plants. Is that what you're talking about? Mm-hmm. But that like okay. keeps happening more and more, right? Like that never really stops. Yeah, so you have basically an unlimited amount of energy, but it's just in the form that if we burn it, it's going to kill us all. (laughs) (laughs) 
see where we're going. Our lives. Well, are, we're an inevitability of the micro, the macro state, the initial macro state, like having water on the planet mm-hmm. and the moon necessitates that there's going to be life at some point. No. Whoa, 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 whoa. Back up there, Missy. Uh, so you read my blog, the macro, I, the micro state predicts. Here's the thing. I like, did read a lot of that. Actually. I think I did read a lot of that. It was on your page. I remember reading your page. Does and, the uh, planet nexus thing make sense? The planet what? Like the macro explanation of life on earth. Yeah, you know, I I, I can't um, I can't speak can't to it directly it? because um, I can't speak to it directly because I, I don't have a vivid rec- recollection of what what you wrote about due to the fact that your writing is similar to the way you speak, sometimes difficult to follow. So uh, I'm, I'm going to just say that it sounded really intriguing, um, <laughs> but I, I can't you know say yay or nay on on whether it makes sense or not. I will say though that I think it's perfectly um, probable that a planet could have water in it and no life because uh, what if um, the conditions were such that you'd have a water cycle but uh, you didn't have enough organic material on the planet and you, you, and you couldn't concoct life that way so isn't that possible? So maybe life on Earth was not inevitable. Maybe it was a pan okay. If the water what? is bound to the atmosphere which it is in our case, it's inevitable. Marxism is like an empty bottle of vodka. You can't be entrepreneurial by getting drunk and you get the bottle taken away because there's no private ownership and you're not allowed to worship the bottle when you're done either. You've you, you got to qualify that. You can't say, it's inevitable, it's inevitable, it's inevitable. I'm Jen. you got to say why. <laughs> oh, my God. That made me think of the cartoon you made of me on the website. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So why is it inevitable? Why is life inevitable? Yes. Well, I just extrap I back I backwardsly extrapolated the motion of the planet. Okay, that's and the initial conditions would have what? Well, so you have the initial conditions are such that life did evolve, or it Imagine. was planted. <sighs> what? It was planted. No, like, no, no. I'm saying some fucking animals that no one's ever fucking seen. Well, I'm just saying life could have arrived via what they call panspermia, where you know life arrived either on some intelligent craft or comet, for instance, um, and life originally comet. a comet or an <laughs> asteroid, whatever. <laughs> Why is that funny? Okay. Because a comet is like. A dead rock, basically. You don't know that. You don't know there's no life on a comet. Did you go up there and, and measure the, um, I don't know, the uh, the energy output of a comet? You don't know. How many scientists on this planet have examined a comet? None. So actually, you can't say anything about the, the contents, contents of, of, of any comet because we don't know. We can only surmise and, and predict. And I, for one, am surmising and predicting that that may have been the vehicle uh, by which life landed on Earth, if it did not get created here, which I don't think it did. I think life came here from a different planet. It's, I, it's, it's inevitable from the macro state. Now, technically, it's, it just depends on the nature of con- The truth is it depends on the nature of consciousness, whether that's true or not. So 
there's just a lot of unknowns in that equation that I can't answer. All right, fine. We're going to have you not answer that, though. I want to but the, the mechanism of life on Earth, as mm-hmm. it exists here right now, yep. given that the moon does not allow for the photonic energy to be dispersed from the sun, life is inevitable in that circumstance. If the, right. if the water evaporated, yeah, life's not inevitable then anymore. But if it sticks to the planet, it's, it's got to stay. Why do you have to have life just because there's water? Can't you have dead water? Because uh, the system always wants to increase the entropy as effectively as possible. And yeah, since you... water is there, it's liquid, it allows for what's called iteration of microstates. You so can have organic amino... compounds. No, 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 no. You can have organic compounds. You can have amino acids until um, they're coming out of your ears. You can have uh, electrical charges and, and, and radiation. And, and you get every possible situation that, that should nurture the, the birth of life. Um, but it doesn't mean it's going to happen. And no one even knows how it could happen, how you could go from or inorganic matter to organic matter to amino, amino acids to um, a self-replicating um, life form. No one knows how it happened. So if no one knows how it happened, how can you say it's inevitable? Entropy? Oh, my fucking word. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I need a fucking drink. Man, I swear to God, you don't even believe that. You're just saying that word because you know that no one else uses that word, so how can anyone argue with you about it? Like, well, she said entropy, so I just walked away. Well, I did get banned off a group today for saying that entropy increases, and he's like, that's been known for 200 years. So apparently the reason why I'm banned from the group is because my theory involves something that apparently was discovered 200 years ago. So... Uh, something tells me the reason you were banned has more to do with um, uh, some sort of uh, reproaches. Egotistical you muscle flex thing? Yeah, yeah. You were you were saying things that, that, that were not meant to be uh, swallowed easily. You were saying things that were more like rusty nails being shoved down someone's throat. And they didn't like that, so they said, Jen, please stop showing up at our group. Here's the thing. If I can do that to the head of a group of called the men who say cuck a lot, then... Which is not the name of the group, Jen. So what is the name of the group? group. It's not the name. I I searched. You're so full of shit. What's the name of the group? The men who say cuck a lot. It is the name of the group. And the picture is the Carl the Cuck guy with his stupid face. So the thing is that that douche in charge of that group, to me and Carl the Cuck, is basically almost identical. And I'm trying to get him to realize that as much as he thinks he's the king cock of every cuck, he's nothing (laughs) in my eyes. Just because he can memorize facts and thinks that he can parrot out some critical theory bullshit narrative on what science is. Science is one fucking thing, okay? And if you are actually doing science, another person is doing it, you'll talk to them. You won't have that many disagreements. But and when you he do, apparently wanted to be Jesus, so I was like, whatever. When you do have agreements uh, with a scientist, you're both going to retreat to your laboratories and do experiments to figure out who's right. You're not going to ban each other from, the, from your groups. Right? I don't know. You don't know. Well, you're kind of a scientist. Isn't that what you do? Block people on Facebook? Only if they really piss me off. No, no. I'm saying, like, if, if you have a discussion with a, with a scientist and you disagree, you then will... You know, well, you may not. You may just assume you're right and not do anything. So you're a really poor example of what I'm trying to say. But a, a normal person um, with a physics degree 
um, when presented with evidence that was con- contrary to, to, to their own theories, would then <laughs> um, maybe reference some, some textbooks and read some lectures and some science books and then go, well, either I was right, then I reapproach this guy with, this, with these new findings and remind him that he's wrong, or holy shit, I'm wrong, I better shut the fuck up next time this subject comes up. Um, where I, whereas I know you, Eugen, this is a slightly different scientific um, method where um, if someone tells you you're wrong, you immediately um, uh, uh, think that uh, they're wrong and uh, start writing posts on your, on your page about how, how, how incredibly wrong they are. And uh, <laughs> your ego goes up three notches and, uh, and then you That's call me. That's your projection on me. Uh, yes, no, because the it's only actually to write those posts. The reason I can I can say that is because I've never met you in person, so everything about you that I know is based on uh, our phone conversations and our email conversations. So really, to me, you're nothing but zeros and ones. Like you're just digital right now. So you're I can take those zeros and that sent me a book when I was what? in the media. Yeah, but the point is I've never met you. First, so you could be a you could be a computer program for all I know. So I take what I know about you, and, and, and yes, I, I have to extrapolate how I think you'd react if, if you were in fact a human being made of flesh, which I'm not totally convinced that you are at this point. You, you might actually just be um, a uh, Kurzweilian box um, in someone's basement hooked up to a high-speed <laughs> internet connection. Yeah, you're laughing because it's true, isn't it? Um, well, I was one way and then I changed, but then I changed back. So I'm laughing at my ability to change back and how fun it is. Some Christian a, came to my house and was like, Jen, is there anything still left of the old you in there? I'm like, this is always me. Oh, <laughs> you disappointed all your old friends. Well, I think that they thought they'd get more leeway. But the thing is that when something, when you have to stop a stupidity, i.e. Marxism, you can't just be like, oh, well, maybe it's 50% of Marxism. It's like, no, it's stupid. It makes no sense. And it's only ever been used in a negative way. Now it's taught right. in schools. Okay. It's like, well, it just causes, it erodes confidence. Problem is dumb people can't tell the difference. So they overestimate their abilities, which is, it's going to be very hard for a lot of people to adjust. But they're going to have to adjust because, frankly, it's insufferable. Do you find that people that um, are social justice warriors that are fighting just causes can still be insufferable because of the way they behave, even though their cause is just? Well, the thing is they don't actually have a just cause because every just cause has been subverted. It's just a bunch of front operations that are either cynically being exploited, people are... Most most people honestly don't know what's going on. So you're saying that someone out there that is, uh, let's say they care about uh, baby seals, for instance, um, and they have these wine and cheese socials uh, to try to raise money for baby seal awareness. You're saying what what they really care about is the wine and cheese social and not so much the baby uh, seal. Money can't solve a problem. Money created. Okay. Well, I, I'm not There's talking about. I'm not, I, I'm, I'm but saying. But that's the thing, like raising money for causes like that doesn't make sense because the only thing that makes sense is figuring out a way to disincentivize that activity. And until you can effectively do that, 
like right now we're in a situation of complete incentivizing bad things and disincentivizing good things. So obviously things are going to fucking fall apart because we live in a world of cause and effect. If we try to violate cause well, and effect. Don't get me started on cause and effect, all right? Um, but, okay, I'm, I'm going to say something to you that, that might piss you off. So, ladies and gentlemen, if Jen hangs up on me, that's you know, <laughs> giving you warning, <laughs> forewarning here. Okay, um, what do you think of uh, those cure cancer? Um, let's cure cancer by wearing a pink lapel. Let's cure cancer by walking 1K. What do you think okay, of that here's shit? The deal. Get the fucking piece of shit FDA to stop <laughs> killing naturopaths for a second. I, I told you, I told you, I told you, ladies and gentlemen. She's pissed. Well, I just want to walk up to you. There's enough intel out there. There's enough good intel out there that you can tell they're purposely not doing the right thing. Because why? They want to fucking demoralize people by putting some fucking, I don't even want to say anything. You know what? I posted this awesome thing off the, I think it's called the Atlanta Sun or something like that. And it was was a 2 a.m. conversation on CNN. Is it on your page? Oh, so good. Two guys just yelling at each other over, over... Trump and Obama it was totally worth it. I'm not going to on your page. Yeah, it's buried though because I post like 50 million things today because I was just yeah. the world annoyed me so much today. Okay, so um, that's a typical day for you, Jen. How is today different from any other day? I get to be in a conversation with you. Oh, I feel like this thank one's you. going really well. I'm just like, yeah. Um. Just so people know uh, out there, um, you can see Jen's uh, Church Adventure Peep blog uh, by uh, going to sciencemovies.com. There's a link there, as well as a video of Jen doing the gug dance, which is quite, which is quite not erotic. So if, you, if you're feeling aroused and want to calm down, um, play Jen's gug dance. And, and uh, it's kind of like a video version of a cold shower. And um, Am yeah, I that any... unsexually attractive? <laughs> no, I'm just giving you shit. The dance itself. No, no, I'm not, I'm not talking about you as a person. I'm saying the dance you were doing, um, I'm sorry, does not enchant me. Sorry, Jen. Oh, it's not an enchanting dance? It's not an enchanting dance. It, 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 it makes me want to do long division instead of get aroused. That dance makes you want to do long division. Yeah. That's an interesting idea. I was thinking about making a shrine for Trump. Oh, you need to do absolutely. You should make a, tr- a, a shrine for Bizarro Trump, who I actually would probably be a better president than Trump. Bizarro Trump, of course, coming from the Bizarro world, the Superman. I want to be Bizarro Trump. You could. Oh, can you do something like put a graphic on of like you, but like with Trump's hair, and then you'll be Bizarro Trump. That would be awesome. Seriously, that would be awesome. You have to do it. You have to do it. <laughs> Mean. Ladies and gentlemen, Jen is coming out of her shadow, and um, I, or no, her shell, excuse me, her shell. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to release Jen upon the world in her <laughs> candid, in her candid and, and visceral form, and uh, <laughs> let the chips fall where they may, because it's going to be quite wild. You know, so right now, um, you know, she got some national and international media with, with the Yoga Gate, and I'm bringing her to, uh, to the podcast world. If this ever gets picked up and we get syndicated and everything, then the whole world is going to be hearing about Gugs and Marxism <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, 
coordinate systems and entropy and, and, and all that other fun shit. So it, it's, it's going to be a wild ride. So The idea so. is to have enough people that I can delegate the task of teaching it to other people in time for that to happen. Well, you're right. It's probably that's true. inevitable. Well, you never know. You never know. Um, Fortunately, this cannot be a marathon um, show because I have, uh, I have important things to do other than this show. I must must bid you adieu. Um, I think it was so, a good amount of information, though. I mean, it wasn't the usual banter. It I wasn't you crying answers out of me. It was me blasting. Yeah. You were actually kind of coming out of your shell, as I said. Um, I just want to remind everyone... Um, out there, like I said, if, if any of you can, can draw a, f- a flow chart of what Jen talked about during the show that makes any sense to me, I will mail you a free Science Boobies t-shirt. Autograph, by the way. I will autograph it. Um, sorry, so um, any, any parting thoughts, Jen, before we wrap up? Thanks for listening and check out the periodic table thing. It's really cool. It's a circle. Oh, wait. Wait. This- the next episode, or one of our next episodes, I want to talk about that, that scratch-and-sniff um, periodic table you're talking about. It sounds really intriguing. I like the colors. She likes the colors. All right, it's going to be fun. All right, um, check out uh, the news at sciencemovies.com for other shows, archives, fun stuff, uh, and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it's been great. Um, see you next time. Bye. Bye. This podcast is hosted by Jen and Brian and was recorded using the internet, which is a series of tubes. Copyright 2016 Intentional Sharfing Media Cartel. Music by David T. Chastain. Listen to more episodes on sciencespoobies.com. Yes, I said boobies. Goodbye. Now go home and read a book before your brain dies of atrophy.